It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, last weekend saw the 16th Blossnairn Irish Food Awards take place and before I headed off to Dingle last Thursday, I spoke to three Irish producers hoping for success. First up, it's Graham Hertrich, a.k.a. the Cupcake Bloke, who won gold for his cherry and almond scone. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Graham, great to have you on the programme. We have loads to talk about, but I want to start with your surname, which is Hertrich. It doesn't sound like an Irish name. It is German, originally from just outside of Stuttgart. Um, would have been my have counties now. Great, 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 great grandfather um, moved from Stuttgart to London. Um, and then one of his sons moved from London to Newry. And then, so then my great grandfather moved from Newry to Nace. Um, and had seven children in Nace, who would all be my dad's uncles um, and one aunt. Um, so seven, six boys and one girl. And then the six boys basically went all over Ireland, um, setting up butcher shops all over Ireland. My grandfather coming to a tie to set up the butcher shop there. So there's a long association with food. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Huge association with food. Um, like I'm looking at to have my granny Daisy who my my granny Hertridge she couldn't cook but on my mum's side was fantastic cooks and fantastic bakers and that's where my real love of baking has come from um but yeah no, I've always been around food working in food enjoying food yeah love food and you you said there about baking with your grandmother and you actually went on then to train as a chef yeah, so when I was in secondary school, again, I knew food was a passion. I just loved being around food. So when I was in fourth year, I used all my work experiences that year to really soak myself in food, trying to figure out, is this what I really wanted? So like in fourth year in school, I worked in Avonmore and Kilkenny making soup. I worked in a rival butchers because I only knew pork butchery um, from my dad. So I went to work in a rival butchers where I learned all about beef and lamb and everything like that. Um, I, I worked in, where did I work? I worked in a bakery in Carlow and then I went to work in Tonleague House um, under Mark Malloy, who was there again, only in fourth year. And when, it was, when I was working with Mark, that's when I realised this is it. I want to be involved in food and I want my world to be food simple as that mark was an amazing teacher unfortunately no longer with us but he was an amazing teacher who just really opened my eyes to how amazing food can be so yeah that's where my love of food came from so your father was a butcher did he have a butcher shop in was it in carlo or where did no, he, he was in a tie so he took over my grandfather's butcher shop. my grandfather unfortunately died quite young and then my father took over the butcher shop which closed 27 years ago this year um it's one of these things when i was growing up there was about i think it was about 10 butchers in my local town 10 maybe 15 um and it was at that point where supermarkets were coming in with their butcher counters and everyone was just buying their meat pre-packed in a supermarket. Um, and now there's only one butcher's left in the town, 
which I think is is a bit of a shame because in some areas people are starting to go back to butcher shops. Um, but and another thing is, unfortunately, I was a little bit too young. I think if it had been maybe ten years ago, you could have been talking to the butcher by now and not the the bake the cupcake bloke. Um, because I would have loved to. I think I'd gone into seen what people are doing with butcher shops now and what they were doing to say ten years ago. I would have loved to have gone back into the family business as a chef. Um, but I suppose my ultimate passion and drive for bakery won out. <laughs> and you mentioned the cupcake bloke there because that was the business that you started in 2012 when cupcakes yeah. were really having a moment. They were. So, yeah, so I trained to be a chef in Waterford. Um, and from there, was working in some very, very high-end restaurants. I'd been working in um, Marfield House, Manchuliet. I'd done stages in... Peacock Alley back in the day, chapter one. I was doing all these stages and I gave it all up to go and train to be a priest. Um, and I spent two years with the Carmelites in Ballantyre in Dublin. Two years that I do not regret one second of it. I absolutely loved it. I learned so much about myself, um, but ultimately it wasn't for me. And I decided to go back to my first passion, which was food. Um, yeah, and I, from there, I went to work for um, actually Gwailin, the Irish speaking company. Um, I ran their coffee shop on Dawson Street, which was called 3D. T-R-I fought a D for number three Dawson Street. Um which that's like, so that's nearly, that's 20 odd years ago at this stage. And the amazing thing was back then, they were really pushing me to use Irish ingredients and Irish products, which 20 years ago was quite hard uh, compared to now. Um, so that's where my kind of first manager role came from. I, from there, I got headhunted to a chain of coffee shops and then in 2012 got made redundant from there. But as part of that job, I had set up a bakery and I was running the company's um, central distributions. And I saw there was something there I knew that I could make work, this idea of a central distribution of baked products. So basically what I was doing for a chain of coffee shops, I rolled out to independence. Um, and that's the, where the idea came from, um, that I would do fresh baked small batches of products, but go to independent coffee shops every day with all these um, the Cupcake Bloke, the name stuck because it was a Facebook page I had set up about maybe about 15 years ago at this stage where I put up pictures of cakes that I made for friends and family. That was it. But when I was going to set up my business, I was like, what will I call it? And I had a Facebook page. There was a thousand followers on it back then, which was an awful lot back then. And I was like, oh, here, we'll, we'll stick with the Cupcake Bloke. I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of that. I think I might as well just get tattooed on my forehead, the Cupcake Bloke, because that's what I'm known as. I'm never going to get away from that. But that's no bad thing because it has really given you such exposure all over Ireland. It has, yeah. And it's, it's also, it's funny, for a long time, I was trying to get away from the cupcake bloke, but I realise now what people see as the cupcake bloke is they see me. It's not a cupcake that they see. They see somebody who is trying to do something a little bit different, trying to use good products and associated with um, good brands and doing something a little bit different. I think that's what people associate with the cupcake bloke now, as opposed to just cupcakes. Um it's well, I'm saying that though, cupcakes is still probably the biggest part of my business. Really? It really is, actually. Yeah, like we still do an awful lot of corporate cupcakes. Shop in Rialto, I can't believe that we sell as many cupcakes up there as we do every single day. And 
I'm very grateful for the cupcake, the humble little cupcake. <laughs> and you opened the bakery in 2018. So in addition to cup, um, in addition to cupcakes, what else do you sell in there? So I kind of, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. What I discovered when the shop opened was, so up to that point, yes, it was all cupcakes. We'd our stall in Coppinger Row in town doing cupcakes. And but what happened, there was a twist in my kind of psyche in, when the shop opened and maybe a little bit before that I had started to do a brack on sale on Coppinger Row and I will be forever grateful for two people coming into my life and they and you know these two people very very well Ali Dunworth and Dee Laffin came into my life back about I said 2016 in or around there and they got bracks and they were just blown away by the quality of it and what we were doing and ever since then I have grown in confidence about what I ultimately love doing, which is taking traditional Irish baking and kind of giving a slight modern twist. And this coincides with something else we're going to talk about with the Blossom Heron Awards. And my confidence in myself has really grown in the last five years in particular since I opened the shop and having a shop where I can sell what I want to sell, not what I am expected to make, if that makes sense. So like, I never make cruffins. I never make all these trends that are out there, very kind of sugar-laden, very hyper-processed things that people want now, if that makes sense. Um, I don't do them. I stick with what I love doing. I make apple tarts. I make crumbles. I make retro biscuits. I make bracks. I make soda breads. I don't even make yeast breads. I only make soda breads. Um and I love that I have a place where I can sell these products and push these products and develop these products. Because like last week in the shop, we had a, a chocolate hazelnut and pear soda bread for sale last week. And I just constantly are changing around, playing with new ideas. And it is so great to have somewhere to be able to put out all these mad ideas that I get. I love that you experiment with different flavors and you mentioned collaborations then as well, because I think you are a really great example of somebody who maybe meets a chef or a food producer. And then I think your brain goes into overdrive thinking, how can I incorporate something that they do or something that they love into the bacon? And you've been at Taste of Dublin um, a good few times. And one of the years that you were there, you did the brack with the Santola cheese and raspberries on it. And it was just delicious. Yeah. And actually that brack, I always had this idea um, to, like I love flavoring bracks and putting different flavors into it. And that year I actually um, hooked up with a forager in Dublin. Her name was Phoebe. And um, we went into the Ivy Gardens at the beginning of the summer and looked at what plants were there, what flavours were in the park, what we could use that well, was used as inspiration. Do you know what I mean? So the actual, um, that brack was flavoured with uh, dandelion root tea um, and it has rose petals in it and all the flowers, like, it was scattered of like dried flowers across the top. All the flowers were available in the garden. So yeah, I love taking, <laughs> I got, recently I was diagnosed with ADHD and the only way I can describe it is it's I kind of have these spiraling thoughts coming out of my head. And one is like my day to day life, what I need to do. There's always thoughts running around in the back of my head of what can I do next with f food and flavors and how can I push 
a Brackford or how can I push that bourbon biscuit that like we all know from growing up, but how do you make it better? How do you improve it? Um, so there's always part of my brain that is overthinking how to make something better or more exciting. Now, some things you can change. They're just, they are what they are and you can't make them any better. But just part of me is always thinking, how much can I push it? Like um, recently, um, I did a brack and it was um, served with a, a, a duck liver parfait and a gel made from Valencia Island vermouth um, and orange. And I just, I just love getting these little dishes. I'm like really pushing myself. I'm pushing people's belief of traditional Irish baking. How far can I push it? Sometimes a little bit too far, <laughs> but um, I do love trying to push it as far as I can. And, and tell us then about the Blossnerin Awards that you've won in the past, because whenever you've won an award like Bloss for a product, you know, it must be very um, challenging to maybe do something with it. You must be very tempted to just keep it the same as it is in its original state. So I won my first Blossom Heron Award in 2016. And as far as I can remember, Bar one year, I have won an award for Brax every single year. So I, I remember I went down the scale for a couple of years. So like 16 was a gold for my Earl Grey Cranberry and Orange. The following year, I won a silver for a Teeling's Whiskey Apple and Oat Brack. The following year, it was a, a bronze for a Coffee Brack. Then I went back on top again with a Lemon and Pistachio. So I've, I always, like Brack is in my blood. I think Brack... Most people have blood runs through their veins. I think Brack runs through my veins. So I absolutely adore Brack. Um, and I love playing with the flavours. And I love, say, going into somebody like Darina in Clement and Pico or Jenna and talking to them about their teas. And like we have this vehicle of a Brack that is just fruit soaked in tea. But that fruit or that tea can be flavoured. That fruit can be different dried fruits. It can have lemon and it can have orange. Like it needs something citrusy in there, definitely. But there is so much to do with it. Like this year, again, I have a brack in the finals and it is a new twist on my coffee brack and it is coffee, pecan, date, chocolate brack. So it's a real modern interpretation of um, a classic tea brack. And I also I'm trying to look at ways of taking traditional Irish breaks and bakes and bringing them forward with modern kind of influences and tastes as well like we do drink probably as more coffee in this country now than we do tea so let's move it forward with a coffee brack instead of a tea brack i think that's sacrilege now saying there's more coffee drinkers and tea drinkers in ireland well no i i will take i will probably put it with takeaway people like we in the shop we sell tea and coffee in the shop and i say we will probably sell a couple of hundred coffees a day tea we might sell three yeah. And we give and, and we give it and we give an option of berries or limes so people can have whatever they want. <laughs> but I I just think it's such a waste paying for a cup of tea when you're out because especially... I, have, I have I have one thing in my shop. I only charge one fifty five for a cup of tea. Yeah. Because I think I can't stand walking into a place and they're going to charge you two seventy or three euros for a cup of tea. You're like, what? Oh my god, no. So one fifty five for a cup of tea. Because I think tea is something that you can make at home exactly the way that you like it. Whereas, like, I'm a flat white drinker. Like, I can't have flat white here. And to go to that effort of learning how to do it, no, I, you know, it's a treat having the flat white. But to have a cup of tea, I think it's such a waste. 
<laughs> I think we, we need to start calling you probably the Brack bloke as opposed Black to bloke, the yeah. bloke. Because you also have a Brack club. Yeah, so I started Brack Club last year. Um, we actually just, last night we actually closed our... Um, season two kind of subscript is going out next week um but yeah no season one went phenomenally well people could opt in for six months or three months um and it went so well and that's where i get the chance to be really adventurous with my bracks and try stuff really really different the mad ideas that are never kind of going to make it mainstream um like Last year for Valentine's Day, we had a, a Prosecco strawberry white chocolate pink peppercorn brack. Um, and then in May, we had a, a really, really dark chocolate pear and almond brack. Um, and they just they worked really, really well. Um, and I have some really exciting ones coming up in the next couple of months. I'll give you I'll give you the exclusive. So the first one that's going out this week or next week is going to be um, an apple hazelnut crumble brack. So um, loads of fresh apple in it from my um, father-in-law's little orchard, um, roast hazelnuts and a little crumble topping on top. Um, it's absolutely beautiful, but it's not the type of brack that I could bring out long term. It, these are like really small batch bespoke bracks. Yeah, I love the brack club. It's a, a great way to let the juices flow, the, the ideas flow and come up with new ideas all the time. And you must get really useful feedback from the the people that sign up to it as well. Oh, definitely. Like it like from la from the last six months, if I could definitely bring the chocolate one into production all the time, it would be a great seller. The chocolate pear and almond one flew out and I still have people message me kind of going, if you're doing a batch, can I order one and things like that. So it is great to get people's feedback and and what's been lovely this time round is seeing the amount of people that had subscribed for three months that are now subscribed for the six months is actually really, really nice and really assuring that you're doing something that's right as well. So like these little subscriptions and doing things like that is a lovely way of kind of like, I suppose everyone wants a little bit of um, acknowledgement that they're doing the right thing. So it is a real kind of nod that, yep, I'm getting it right. I'm getting something right when it comes to Brack anyway. And tell me about the Beck supper club that you do because it sounds like great fun so so this actually is only our first one coming up so bake supper club is so bake is my book that came out last year so this is where this is coming from i want to show people that with the bake supper club like my book is all about traditional irish recipes but I am going to go way back to my roots and serve items from the book very, very high end, really, really kind of really dainty and put a lot of finishing touches on it um, and bring it to another level. So these are all traditional Irish bakes, but really elevated. Um, and it's going to be a really fun night because my husband, Dahi, um, he was a wine buyer before he became the other half of the cupcake bloke. Um, so he has picked some amazing wines and soft drinks and other drinks to go along with the meal. We are working with Le Stoke uh, Gin to create a very unique gin for the night. Um, and yeah, we're really excited about um, the Brack Supper Club. It has, it has sold out. Um, we are hoping to bring maybe another two in December. But for the moment, it is sold out and it's, going to be a fun evening of yeah an eight course tasting menu from my book 
amazing and I think that's always great whenever somebody at home has a cookbook to actually have some of the dishes out of it cooked for you or baked for you by the person who wrote the book tell me about um, the cookbook and how it can we call it a cookbook or is it a bake book what's what it's a cookbook. It is a cookbook because yeah. there is there is savory and sweet in it. Um and it is what is it? It is basically what goes on in my head is that book. That's what it is. So it's it's called Bake and it's kind of the subtitle gives it away. So it's traditional Irish baking with modern twists. So in the book, for every traditional dish, on the following page, you get my modern interpretation of the dish. So for example, I have a white soda bread that I serve with googie egg, uh, like a soft mashed up egg in the book, because that's what my granny Daisy, I would have had in her house for tea. But on the next page, it's a white soda bread that's flavoured with curry and punch purin and coriander. And it's served with a lamb kima curry, which is a total nod to the goat and curry from Pickle Restaurant, from Sunil's restaurant here in Dublin. And so it's just how you can take a traditional Irish bake, add modern influences. Well, that's one example. Another example is a classic coffee and walnut cake that we all know from growing up. Two layers of sponge with a lovely icing made with the Irish coffee or the or the camp coffee. But the modern version of that for me is a pavlova flavour with walnuts, coffee mascarpone cream, and it's served with poached uh, pears that have been done in coffee and star anise. So this lovely kind of spiced coffee pear with the creaminess and crunchiness of the meringue. So it's just taking either modern traditional Irish dishes and give them a twist or modern interpretations of flavour combinations. Um, And as I said, it goes through a lot of, there is savoury in it, there's sweet in it. I couldn't write the book without having a whole bracken butter dedication heart in the middle of the book because that is ultimately me learning to bake with my granny at her kitchen table when I was about seven, I suppose is where it really all started. That's when I was like, ooh, you can do these things to food and at the end of it, you're going to have something really, really tasty. Um, And that's, I will be forever grateful to my granny Flynn for teaching me how to make a brack because like I'm now, I'm 45 this year and it has been part of my life for 30 odd years making brack. And I don't, I don't think I will ever not be making brack. Even when I retire, there'll still be a brack on the go constantly in my house. And um, I just love it. So I suppose the book was my way of really sharing my passion for traditional Irish baking and what can be done with it. Like we are so, we are constantly, I believe, we are constantly looking to France and Belgium or wherever, even the States for like what's next in bakery we have a great tradition of baking here and we need to kind of it's a it's a little bit basic yes but it's good it's honest and it's tasty and it's very easy for people to do at home i think that's really important and i just i just want people to get out well come and buy my stuff but also bake their own things as well (laughs) well i think your passion is definitely infectious so whenever anybody hears you talk or meets you at um a a market or a festival you know i i think you are you're just the way you talk your passion is very obvious and it is very infectious 
Just to finish up then about Lawsnare and you've three products in the final this year. One is the brag. What are the other two products? So the other two products is one is my raspberry and almond bakewell, which in a weird way I've COVID to thank for this product. Because when I first got COVID, um I was at home. I was isolated from my husband, everybody, because he was managed to be safe. But I got it. I lost my sense of taste and smell. And I said to Dahi, like we had still our shop was open during COVID. This was the first time we closed. I said, do me a favor, go down to the kitchen and get me one of everything. And the reason was I wanted to eat them without tasting them, if that makes sense. And I wanted to know what the texture was like, what the mouthfeel was like without having a flavor or a smell. And I always, like our bakewells were always good sellers. And I ate the bakewell and I was like, that feels horrible in my mouth. I was, it was like a sponge topping and I, I just, I didn't re- like it at all. So, and it was another, it was a cookie recipe that I changed as well. And I just Afterwards, when I got back to work, I was like, okay, I want it to be crumblier. I want it to be this. I want it to be that. I want more raspberries in it. I want that feel to be better. So I completely changed the recipe for the Bakewell. So it must have worked because it's in for a, a Blast in the Hair in the world. So it must, I must have improved it because the last time I entered it in the old recipe, it didn't get anywhere. <laughs> so obviously COVID has um, helped that feeling. And then my other product is a scone, a sour cherry and a marina cherry scone with almonds in it as well. You can hear I love using almonds. I use a lot of almonds. <laughs> Well, listen, congratulations on reaching the finals with with those three products and best of luck with them in Dingle. If anybody wants to maybe sign up to the the next Bragg Club or to keep their eye on the Supper Club, where is the best place for them to go to? Best place, we have two Instagram accounts. One is the Cupcake Bloke on Instagram or follow me, Graeme underscore Hertridge on um, Instagram. And we kind of share everything there of where to go. We also have a click and collection site. Uh, so if you look up the Cupcake Bloke click and collection, you can, all of our Brack clubs, everything is there. You can order the book to be delivered anywhere in the country. We are working on other products to go up on that shop. Um, and hopefully in time, there will be like a, a brack that you can just go in and order a brack whenever you want one but it's a, the, that shop has been worked on at the moment we're getting there slowly but surely great well listen best of luck in Dingle we look forward to hearing how you get on thank you so much I really appreciate it you're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM